Hello and welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, brought to you by Roast House Pub, one of Frederick's finest craft beer and culinary destinations, where great people come to drink amazing beer. Visit them to track their taps and menu at roasthousepub.com, or download the digital pour app to track what's on tap. This is episode 108, and I'm your host, Chris Sands. Today we have a packed full studio with a whole bunch of gentlemen representing a, uh, well, two gentlemen and one guy. Um, <laughs> it's a family show, so I'll just leave it a guy. Uh, that We're part of uh, a collaboration, so we're going to talk about the collaboration and then just talk about, I guess, Maryland beer in general. Uh, We'll start, I guess, with next to seated next to me to the left is right. Rob Goss, the beer guy, the whiteys dude. You name Run. it. That's that's enough. Okay. Um. So the, and then the the beer we're talking about is Bullseye. Yes. And was this originally your idea? I can't remember. Yeah, you're, ta- so you're at least taking credit for it, right? Yeah, <laughs> at least. So basically, how it came about was. Uh, this Make this short because we're still in the introduction program. All right. I'll tell you. Okay. Keep going. Introduce everybody. <laughs> introduce. That's a, that must be Boston for <laughs> introduce. Um, and then seated across diagonal to me is Ken Prey from Monument City Brewing in Baltimore. Hello. Next to him is Tim Scouten, which I pronounced it correctly. Scouten. Even though it's pretty close. What did I, uh, Scootin' is what I called you before. It happens. Um, From Gunda Beersmiths and Peabody Heights Brewing, both in Baltimore, in the same building. Yeah. Sometimes. (laughs) So thank you. (laughs) Oh, and then not represented in the collaboration is Getz. Yep. Getz Candy Company, also Baltimore, Maryland. So how much, how much did they have? To do with the the uh, did they have a lot of input into the beer or the process or what did they just provide the candy? No, I mean not into the design of the beer. I mean obviously we shared with them kind of what we were doing, but the design was really Tim, Raul, Dave, and my brother. Um, so the breweries kind of I mean obviously Rob kind of threw out the idea. I think it originally started as a porter, and then the idea I think originally was a porter, and then we kind of moved to milk stout. Um, but you know, what they did kind of, you know, bring to the table obviously is the candy, but you know, how that candy candy would interact with the beer itself. So, you know, sourcing kind of the raw materials for us. So do you, is, is Getz the original maker of the, this candy, which is, I, I mean, I would imagine everyone who is listening to this is of the age that they would know what the Getz caramel you know what it's called? Caramel what is cream. Caramel cream. cream. A- AKA Bullseye. It's 100 years old. It has so a bunch yeah. of nicknames, right? It, it does. Yeah. So they're the first people to make this particular candy. That's right. Like all, all other ones are knockoffs. Well, there, I don't think there are a whole lot of uh, companies that can even make a candy like this uh, with the cream inside of the caramel. Uh, that was one of the coolest things about the process, I think, is that Gats invited us over to check out the facilities and... and uh, talk to some of the people who design the flavors and, and kind of experience what they do over there, which is it. What street is it on? It's right over by you guys. It's on monument. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. Um, do they do tours? No. No. So that's, that's, what's interesting. When we went in, we had to sign NDAs. We had to put hair nets on. We had to put these suits on. 
Um, we couldn't take pictures or video. It very Willy Wonka in the sense that like they have a concept, they have a technology that makes this candy, and and they only make one product. They make cream inside of caramel. And so, uh, have you ever had cowtail? Yeah, that's them too. That's so, oh, okay. So there, there's they put cream inside of caramel. They make the caramel fresh every day in the in facility, and they make different flavors as well. But the whole concept is cream and caramel, and they either stretch it to this size and cut it, or they they stretch it and stretch it and stretch it until until it becomes cowtails, and then cut into different lengths oh. and different packaging. But it's all one concept. Did yeah. anyone disappear on the tour? Like. Willy Wonka Rob, salt. Rob salt. fell into a vat of caramel. Like Faruka salt. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Raul's still there missing. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't seen him in months. Yeah. It was pretty cool, though, because, like, the way it was set up, like, there was a lot of, like, the old section and then mm-hmm. sort of got newer and newer and newer, but they were still using a lot of the same pretty old equipment. What they say it was, like, 70 years old, some of that yeah, equipment. They were it. still using it. So it was pretty cool. And it's all designed for them. Like exactly. Every th- what it. they do there is so unique that they, almost all of the packaging they have there um, is designed for them. Uh, yeah. With, yeah, it's it was just it was really cool and just to see you know like he said they have these buildings that are hundreds of years old attached to expansions and newer buildings and they had um, all new palletizers and things going in while we were there actually yeah. and um, but the candy just kind of flies everywhere like they have it the caramel they showed us the caramel room where it's made every day and then by that point they were packaging. Um, what they were making that day. But then in the area where, you know, it, it, whether you buy a candy loose that comes in bulk, it comes in a, you know, 30-pound 30, yeah, 30 like bag. They have yeah, tiny crazy. little bags. They have it, you know, other under vending other brands. ones that are just, yep. like, yeah. flat. Like, yeah, they have the flat what? vending machine ones. They have the cowtails in, like, 10 different sizes and packs and stuff that goes to gas stations. It's just crazy. And the candy is literally moving on conveyors all over in, like, every direction, it felt like. Are they privately owned? It's still the Getz family. So it's mm-hmm. two brothers that actually run it now. And so that's, I think, their fifth generation um, companies going on 122, 123 years now. So they've been around. What's kind of cool, they're only like, what, four blocks from, from our brewery. Mm-hmm. So they're just around the corner. Um, but it's a massive facility, a ton of production, and they're sending these candies out all over the world. So... It's kind of neat. It's just hidden there. and It's kind of know. amazing that they yeah. haven't been purchased by Hershey or Nestle mm-hmm. or one of the large yeah. candy makers. I didn't even realize it was a Baltimore no, candy. Neither. Like when we were talking about this at first, I Googled it and I was like, wait a minute, this is in Baltimore. I never even realized that. And I texted Ken and I was like, should we talk to them about doing this? Because they're like right near you. Yeah, what was really funny is um, – I think Rob sent, uh, when he first had this idea about a year ago, sent Tim and I a text. And, you know, we, we kind of like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea and didn't think much of it. Uh, and I think that was maybe like a Friday or a Saturday. Mm-hmm. The following Monday, Mitchell Getz, who's the CEO and, you know, he and his brother are kind of the owners of the company, reached out separately just saying, hey, hey I'd love to come check out the facility. And so... It was it so. Was, were were they pitching to do a beer too, or they just wanted no, to check out the brewery? No, he had been he had been drinking you know our beers over the weekend. Okay, kind of looked us up and said, "Hey, they're right around the corner," and just wanted to come in and check it out. So when he did come in, we kind of threw out the idea that Rob had come up with, and they were all about it. 
So it was, almost, it was just serendipitous that it also fell on a significant anniversary of the candy. Yes. It did, yeah. yeah. That's kind of crazy. I mean, and it got the, it got pushed. We were going to do something, what, yeah, we're gonna summer? Do it, it, yes, we were going to do a cream ale in the spring. We, yeah, because we, we, we were looking at uh, the Frederick Beer Festival, mm-hmm. possibly for the release of it, the, the BAM Festival at Frederick. So we started talking about it, what, end of February? January 11th when you sent the picture text message to both of us. All right, so I was Tim's, in, I was Tim's got an amazing memory. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I wasn't looking at my phone. <laughs> yeah, he, so, yeah, so what happened was I was talking, I was having, eating the candies, and it was Christmas time. That plays into that it's an old, and, old person's. <laughs> right. That's right, exactly. Hey, they're enjoyed old. by everyone. He's, he's in New England <laughs> drinking it. No, so I was eating them, and I was like, "Oh, this would be really good in a beer." And I thought the brown, I Mm -hmm. thought the brown ale would be like a good base for it. So then I hit up Ken, and he's like, "Well, Matt's not around, so we'll we'll talk about it." And then I had to go home for something. I said, "This like really old school, like okay, this is the (laughs) old person part of it. This really old school candy shop in Rhode Island." And I took a picture of it and I sent it to both of them, and. Tim was like, oh, you asked Monument to do it? I said, well, both of them. I think we could all do it together. And then that's kind of how it really took off. And then right af- around that time is when Mitchell came in, mm-hmm. and then it, it kind of took off from there. So originally it was good. we were looking at doing a cream mail, and then there wasn't enough tank space or yeah. time was too short. So we said, well, let's bump it to the fall, and Halloween would be a good time. What I find impressive is look how far away from the mic Rob is. I am, and you can hear me well. But it sounds like it's in his throat. Mm -hmm. That's That's a professional right there. That's called projecting. Yeah, he's been warming up that voice, (laughs) screaming at his television over the last week and a half, (laughs) watching the Red Sox. (laughs) Screaming at Machado. Claw the Dodgers. (laughs) Screaming at Machado. You suck, you punk. (laughs) He does suck, and he is a punk. (laughs) See? I guess it's confirmed Cheers. now. <laughs> yeah. He so, will probably be a Yankee next year, and I'll just... Yes, and you'll like him. I'll be like, boo. Is, um... Okay, I mean, score. Three home run, home run, yay. So is is Bullseyes an official nickname for the candy, or is it that is. what... Okay. I think that's why it's trademark. Yeah, it is. They had... Yeah, on oh. the bag, it had, like, uh, four or five different nicknames. I mean, when your candy oh, is 100 collect, years old... They just collect just them, trademark trademarks, them. I guess. Um, <laughs> but, yeah... It, I mean, it's delicious candy. We were talking about, you know, the concept that it's even from Baltimore. I live, the 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 candy factory is uh, half the distance to Monument from my house. So I had no idea that it was over there, and I don't think any of us did. And the concept, I'm from Syracuse, so it's not, clearly it's not a regional thing that old people give young people these candies uh, because my grandparents <laughs> gave them to me. And uh, we were saying this is one step better than a Werther's candy in terms yeah. of, like I was saying, I got a bunch of them, I'll give them out on, Halloween, but the kids mm-hmm. are going to be all mad at me because yeah, that's a bad can. Yeah, that's a, that's a bad Halloween. Halloween. It's like, What's I mean? The first like, time I met Rob, he went into his pocket and handed me one. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the ambassador, the unofficial ambassador <laughs> for Bullseyes in <laughs> in the area. I, the cool thing about it, though, was which I didn't realize is all the different flavors they make because yeah. I've only ever seen this flavor. That was inspiring to see. They have like a strawberry. Stuff. They have a green apple, a mm-hmm. licorice, which is really the old person 
version mm -hmm. and chocolate. The I'm chocolate a, with the chocolate cream center. Oh, I'm kind of excited. I want to try the licorice one. The, I've the never licorice seen one's that. really good. It tastes like you're about to die. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it smells yeah, like your grandma's house. I've yeah. never had that taste. Yeah. Oh, I get it. I'm never. I'm not into <laughs> licorice, but those are actually pretty good. I think the cream kind of yeah balances really mellowed them out. Because yeah. we were talking, I think Jack. We were talking to Jack about it because he had just been in Belgium. Uh, this yeah. was right around, mm -hmm. and he he said something about like a licorice IPA made with him. I was like, okay, I could I could do that, <laughs> that but I don't know. Terrible. That, that does sound sounds. But like, he we, said we he had a licorice beer that. over there. Yeah. That I, was really. Good. I guess there's a reason yeah, why he sells it and doesn't design the beer. <laughs> but he had had a licorice a beer really? in Belgium, and he said it was really good. Hmm. So. I mean, I could see. Yeah, I mean, there's styles that I think a niece and I really like, like Jack, but I don't, I don't trust that opinion. Yeah, but the, licorice is very popular there. I remember, it, you know, I remember two things from meeting um, scouts from Europe when I was in Boy Scouts as a teenager, and that's they ate mayonnaise out of a weird metal tube with their French fries, which is like Vegemite or something like that. I think that's Australian, but and that they <laughs> ate licorice like. They are black cat licorice. That's just the candy. Yeah. I was like, this tastes like one thing I know about Europeans. It's yeah. they like licorice. And mayonnaise. And mayonnaise, and mayonnaise <laughs> on their fries. Like in pulp and picture. they are ahead of us by it's... 100 years with the mayonnaise on fries thing. Yeah, that's actually, I, I'm down with that. It's called aioli here. We call it fancy aioli. Right. It's just mayonnaise and <laughs> sriracha. Sometimes they mix stuff into it, yeah. <laughs> you knew this was going to digress pretty quickly, um, so. I feel like um, cowtails have had a huge resurgence recently. Really? I think they have mentally, but I think that's like buying a like a, a you know we just bought a Hyundai Santa Fe and no, now I, I just mean, see them everywhere. Completely outside, like before this, I, I felt like I just started to see those hmm. those like mugs that yeah. they always put them in. Oh Rofo. yeah, like at sheets yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and the um, the grocery store I go to has like every flavor of them just lined up. That's really? Funny. Yeah. That's great for your kids, right? I don't take them anywhere. To the grocery <laughs> I just, they're in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> they don't leave the house, Rob. You know that. That's true. <laughs> All right. Brewery so, tasting rooms. That's it. So but this only some. This, al this was already released, right? People can get it now. And definitely by no. the time people are listening to this, they could have gotten it. Or it, I mean, it was released at the brewery. Yep. Uh, so we were all there Friday, except for Rob. He was on vacation again. Um, and then it releases tomorrow at But Whitey's. really last Halloween. week. Yeah. It releases on <laughs> Halloween at this yeah. at at everywhere, Whitey's. right? Yeah. But that was the agreement with all the distributors. Oh, that's right. Like we would uh, – because I had somebody come yesterday, and I was like, I'm standing there holding a six-pack for somebody, a friend. And the guy's like, oh, do you have the bullseyes? And I was like, oh, you mean this? And he goes, yeah. I said, I can't sell it to you, even though I was getting ready to sell it to somebody. But he was like, I said, that's the deal. It comes out tomorrow. That's so right. you have to come back tomorrow. I bought a what case of it yesterday. Did you? Yeah. Black market? Yeah. Nice. That's all right. Nice. How come then? How come Ken had to bring his? You I don't want to drink from my stash. Ah, I got gotcha. <laughs> you. And you I didn't have a trade. I, I didn't have a hoodie full of the candy. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to trade for that Sam Adams Red Sox beer. Oh, I'm mean, hitting a bunch of people up, and I was like, "Hey, how many times do you think he's going to try to sneak Red Sox?" Into I just want to do it. I mean, I'm going to let him have it. You know, like <laughs> they beat the Yankees this year. I got nothing to say. And if they if the Yankees had won the World Series, he'd be doing every the other same. Word so out of my mouth right now. Yeah, so it, it'd be the same. So 
mutual respect. I, I don't, but actually, I, I did. I hit up a bunch of people. I was like, "Hey, are you going to be up there? Because I have this bullseye limited release beer, and you have that beer, the same Adams, whatever it's called, it's damage, damage done. done or something. Yeah. I'll trade. So some it's in the works with some people. So <laughs> when you approached Gets, <laughs> was transition. It, Sorry, was it was. Was it a hard sell, or no, were they no, just right man. on board the no. whole time? Yeah, they, they were, were awesome. so cool. Yeah, they're, they're the coolest, and, and even the beer, um, you know, it, we're super happy with it. But as brewers, we're always like, "Oh, we tweak it, make it a little better. We'll do this. We'll do that. Oh, we're we're gonna make a cream ale. We'll do this." And they're like just so excited. They mm-hmm. they came out in full force. They had um, a ton of their employees there, and and they were giving away candy and they were collecting jackets. Um, we we uh, teamed up with. Can you remind me? Make that. Yeah, McVet to collect jackets for veterans. Um, oh, cool! And uh, they were there, man, in that booth and giving out candy. And and they they brought like absurd amount of this candy to the brewery. <laughs> like we could have given away. They were the the bar staff was cutting them and hanging them on the side of the glass. That looked cool. Got a pint, so. That looked really cool. Yeah. Like yeah. a garnish. That was mm-hmm. awesome. No, they they were great, and really they didn't want like they wanted us to you know make the beer. Right, they left it to you know to Rob Gunda and and Monument to design the beer, and they really didn't want to be front and center. I think really what they were focused on it was a fun project between uh, you know Maryland breweries, um, you know benefiting McVet, which is a local nonprofit, um, and I think that's what they were most focused on. I mean, obviously, you know from a branding perspective, as you open the candy, they're uh, you know they're they're focused on kind of reaching new audiences, so I think there was some benefit there for them as well. But no, they were they were a lot of fun, and you know they were great. You know, I wonder the why they don't uh, embrace the Maryland. I think because they're an international company. Well, yeah, you it's know? true. If you're picking one up in, who knows where the they're, the mayonnaise yeah, eaters you're buying them with your mayonnaise yeah, at the grocery like store in Belgium. Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah. That means nothing to them. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, look at that bullseye's right there on the wrapper. That was a stupid question. Did you question see the tap handle? So the tap handles were really awesome. Cool. Yeah. So that was a surprise. So <laughs> Mark and Nancy Supic make a lot of the local breweries' handles. So and breweries all over the world. Yeah. Yeah. So they've they've made our handles from day one. Um, they were neighbors of your new space. They were originally. Yeah. They're actually Mark kind of you know tipped us off to the space that we're in now. And they just randomly shot us an email and said, hey, we're going to make something special for the release. So we didn't see it. We didn't concept on it. They just brought it in, and it was pretty cool. They're perfect. Yeah. Yeah, so to describe them, uh, if you've ever seen a Monument City tap handle, it's sort of triangular, right? It says Monument City down the front of it. Well, the Supix had made a uh, um, circular disc shaped like the candy that mounted on top of a Monument handle. Um, and then they had the Getz logo in the middle where the cream would be. And then they actually had the plastic wrappers that go around the candy that kind of twisted around the outside. It was very yeah. cool. It's cool. And none of our handles kind of say the beer name. Uh-huh. So this was the only one that, and we had, I don't know, maybe 400 calls from accounts. Oh, when are you giving tap handles with there beer names? There were five names? of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're not, we're not giving. I it. got like five hits up on my Facebook yeah. about it. I'm like, uh... No, this is like four. Yeah, I think just everybody that was part of the collaboration right. will get one, and that's that's about it. The glasses were pretty cool too. Yeah, 
Yeah, that was all Keith. That, that was all. You have to come and to the release. Yeah, yeah. Keith, Brand, Keith Brand Walcott at uh, AC at Brand My Beverage did that, and Emily LePage, they all, they all worked on that. So we had the design, Yeah. and then I just sent it to them. So they, they looked just like the can. It was kind of cool. Yeah, we sold those out in like five minutes. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. We sold our case out. We only got two cases, so we have a case for uh, Whitey's. But, yeah, it went, it went pretty fast. Yeah, yeah we're, we're going to sell them at the, and then donate, like, a few bucks off of that to uh, McVets as well when we do the release on Wednesday. So. You going to save one for me? We'll see. He's already <laughs> saving one for me. That sounded promising. I'm already saving one for, like, people and me so we'll see we're down to six people we just jacked the price of those up supply yeah. and demand. they're 38 dollars now <laughs> I, uh... don't be surprised if you're edited out of this episode <laughs> <laughs> just uh, just us laughing and yeah. making boston accents yeah like, it'll just be a like, floating, why are they just making a floating fun of this? bullseye yeah. in front of rob <laughs> that'd be awesome <laughs> But yeah, the the project was super cool, and and one of the things that was really neat about uh, going to the actual Getz facility uh, was getting to talk to um, the the folks behind the flavors at the candy company. Because you you know we have a a specific way that we go about adding specific you know flavors to our beer if we're trying to target you know uh, uh, anything on that roasty toasty chocolate coffee um, scale raisin fig. All of that comes from the malt, and obviously we get citrus and earthy and and dank and all those things from hops and and depending upon how we design a recipe um, we can target a beer to either be a great base to carry a flavor or be all of the flavor in itself and and we really did that um, with this beer um, adding a lot of lactose to kind of give that uh, that milk sugar sweetness that you're going to get from the uh, center of the cream Um, and it was really cool to to meet those folks and and see it from their perspective and and they were very kind to to um, actually go back to their flavoring company because um in beer you you can't use like a fat-based uh flavor or anything like that it has to be alcohol or water soluble and so they actually went back to their company and said hey we need samples of of these flavors in a form that the brewery can use and they did that. They they custom made some stuff for us. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. it was really cool. And they gave us a, a bunch of different varieties. And they did the strawberry for um, for Gunda's doing a, uh, a half barrel batch of a strawberry milkshake IPA that uh, hopefully we'll have on at Whitey's, which will be gone by now by the time you hear this. Uh, but we'll have it at Whitey's and maybe on Saturday or um, at uh, at the Maryland Craft Beer Festival. But uh, yeah, it was just really cool. They 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 did a bunch of different versions of things and handed them to us and just kind of said, play with it and, and let us know what you think. And I think we came up with a cool product. It, it has a very nice sweetness to it. It's yeah. very sweet, but not like too sweet. Yeah. I think what we tried to do is we wanted it to be beer and have the characteristics of the candy as opposed to a candy beer. So we worked really hard to, to make sure that when you, when you had it, you knew it was a beer. So I, I think we thought it worked well. I mean, like Tim said, there's always tweaks that, that we as, as brewers would make. Um, you know, if Raul were here, and you know, we always kind of call Raul because he's, uh, he's very technical and we appreciate his opinion. So it's actually kind of interesting. The same things he said are the same things Matt and I said. So um, 
you know, very minor, even maybe a little more lactose in it. But uh, no, overall, we're really happy with it, and we're we're uh, we're stoked that people came in and tried it. Let's take a real quick break to uh, thank Roast House Pub for the continued support of the Uncapped podcast. And then once we get back, I have a couple other questions about the candy um, that I want to ask that hopefully you have the answers to. And then we can uh, continue to avoid talking about the Red Sox. Deal. A huge thank you to our presenting sponsor, Roast House Pub, which is located at 5700 Urbana Pike in Frederick, Maryland. If you have listened to this podcast before, you have definitely heard me go on and on about the beer dinners that Chef Nico creates. Simply put, they are amazing. But Roast House Pub has much more to offer. Their friendly staff is knowledgeable about beer and will help you choose from among the 20 beers they have on tap. In addition to the awesome beer selection, the food is always amazing. Make sure to follow them on Facebook and check their website at www.roasthousepub.com to keep up to date on their constant stream of events. So do you know, is is it the same taste profile? That is it the same taste that it's had since, um, since it was in the inception 100 years ago, or has it changed over the years? Uh, I'm, I'm 29 years old, Chris. <laughs> Well, I thought maybe <laughs> I haven't had a hundred year old candy. I, I thought I thought maybe that they could have shared that knowledge when they. No, I mean, well, Rob, what did they taste like back when you first tried them? <laughs> pretty back much when the, the same. Red Sox won a World pretty, Series. Pretty much yeah. hundred years, twenty nineteen eighteen. Yeah. Only last one. Yeah, um, pretty years. much the same. Yeah, I think the recipe stayed the same. I'm I, I'm sure their their sourcing of materials has changed over the years, but like Tim said. There's a lot of things we had to sign, no cameras. You know, they're they're pretty uh, they're pretty tight on how they make things. So and candy, the technology to, to to make candy hasn't changed very much. The technology to package that candy has changed rapidly. Um, how they got it in, how they make it, how they package it, how it gets in the box. You've just seen these machines making and twisting these candies crazy. Um, the speed that they do it, but you know, but looking at the way that they made some of the base ingredients, though, that looks like it hasn't changed, except for probably someone used to hand mix it, you know, um, before they had a mechanized version to do that. But uh, yeah, and they it, probably changed how the the flavorings from like the oil water. Didn't they used to have like a water base, and then they went to oil or what? They did versa? say that, yeah. Yeah, they did say that when we talked to the guys that were the guys that were flavor guys, and that guy had been there for. He 50 was awesome. years? Yeah. Yeah. That's, they, a they cool, were, that's a cool title, the Flavor Guys. Yeah. yeah. I like that. We went in their <laughs> little lab. Yeah. We went in their lab, and they had uh, they have, like, different chambers in there at different temperatures to test the, the shelf stability of their product, and they want to make sure it lasts um, a long time after any any markings on the package. It was really cool. And, and the guy that, that did that, um, if I remember correctly, uh, uh, Filipino gentleman reminds me of Ernie a little bit. Uh, but he, he was great. He was talking about how he kind of just started working there and then developed into the person that gathered all the knowledge. And then they he's kind of there part-time now. Um, and they have another guy that's kind of trying to write down everything he says. <laughs> he's the transcriber. Yeah, he's, he's, got, he's got all the data. It's all up here. You know, he doesn't ha- – you know, he, he never was a computer guy. So um, they want to make sure they get everything uh, um, before he retires or anything. But, yeah, he's, he was great. Um, I kind of want to interview them now. I didn't realize I had so much, so many questions about candy. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm sure they whole new on, world man. for you. Well, I mean, I guess I'm just an old soul because this is legitimately one of my um, the caramel creams yeah. is one of my favorite 
and it has always been one of my favorite candies because I love caramel. Mm -hmm. How do they pronounce it? Caramel or caramel? Caramel. Okay. I don't know. (laughs) Caramel (laughs) is the right way to say it, so I don't know. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Chris is like not dying on that hill today. That's not a battle I want to take, but we'll we'll agree to be to disagree. Agree to be agreeable. Well, I was, yeah, well, I was going to say you can agree to be wrong, but I decided <laughs> I wasn't going to. <laughs> so have you um, have you done milk stouts at Monty before? You have, mm-hmm. at, at, with Gunda's done. Gunda's done milk stouts. We've brewed yeah. milk stouts for uh, Antietam and, and a couple other brands as well. No, this was our first milk stout. I mean, we, we do a, an imperial stout every year, um, wood stove, but... No, this was our first. So, yeah, we had a lot of fun with it. We we made we may do something like this again. We'll see. It'd yeah. be cool if it does well to like do like a spring like the cream ale in the spring because it'd be nice to bring those flavors out. Mm-hmm. You know, in that too. So, you never know. Yeah, I'd really like to do that. And and having talked to the guts people at the release, I was, I was, I was just kind of like, I hope you guys are happy. You know, like we're, we, you know, we made this beer and I'd love to do it again. And they were like, uh, yeah, like, <laughs> this just is cool. Keep, keep doing it. Yeah. Let's see how the strawberry milkshake one comes yeah. out. Cause I could be a goon to release down the road and stuff. Yeah. So there's a lot of options for it. I really want to try that one. That sounds good. Me too. It's still in the tank, but I will not be there. Unfortunately at either of the places we're going to be pouring it. Oh, you're not going on Saturday. No, I won't be there. Fail. It's a good it's one. Far away. <laughs> Too far away. We all come out here to Frederick for the spring. I was just waiting for you guys to give me more of a hard time to say that I'm not going because my wife has to have surgery. But <laughs> oh, well. oh, so Thanks you're so a horrible we... person. Yeah, Got you're it. trying to make us look bad. <laughs> nice. Well, I hope she's all right. <laughs> she's fine, but uh, it it didn't. It didn't feel like it would be appropriate for me to, oh, by the way, just take care of yourself. I'm going to go. Uh, <laughs> I get wasted an hour yeah. away from here. I'm going to go get drunk enough that you have to take care of me when I get home. <laughs> well, that's very considerate. I'm sure she appreciates I'm, that. I'm, that I earn my number one husband stuff. There you go. I don't think I've ever received anything, so maybe I'm not. <laughs> when she go in for surgery? Uh, Thursday. Oh, so you can't even come out like I can pour you a growler and you can't even come out and pick it up. I probably can, maybe. <laughs> what? Where's she going for surgery? Baltimore, in Fred- Frederick. In Frederick. We'll talk afterwards. All right, we'll make it happen. Uh, we'll make it happen. <laughs> I got you back. But the stra- I love strawberry beers. I mean, that was the first thing when we, every one of us, when we took that candy yeah, and ate yeah, it, yeah. we all went strawberry milkshake IPA. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. We've been playing around with that too. We did, uh, um, we did a recipe for at Peabody for ice cream with the enemies. We do the, those triple releases, um, which are normally framed uh, one Gunda beer, one Peabody beer, and one Gunda Peabody collab, which is always yeah. Post, um, which is our Imperial Stout, and we do variants. Um, we're doing a- Named after Post Malone. Post Malone, that's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is, it's good recall. Let's just talk about Post He's Malone just astonished. real quick. He's just, it's, it's just like registers in his brain. Like, why though? No, no, no. I But I'm just amazed that- as he becomes more successful, he gets more and, face tattoos, and and more <laughs> and more, I would assume wealthy. Uh-huh. He looks more and more imprisoned and impoverished. Yeah, homeless. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't know, man. I was just watching an interview the other day 
with him that popped up like you know after a Facebook video, and he had no face tattoos. It, it was like after White Iverson had come out on on SoundCloud or whatever, no face tattoos. I'm like, you made all those decisions <laughs> after. That's like, like the first time I actually no barbed wire, no st- always tired on his I, eyes. I looked, I looked him up after I like I had never heard of him mm-hmm. until uh, the first time Guna was on. So I went and looked him up, and I was like. Oh man, that's unfortunate. You made all those bad decisions before you became popular, nope. and it was the same thing. And then I found an old video before he became big, and I'm like, "Wait, he did that afterwards?" I think like, he's just a dork, you know, like he's just <laughs> a dork, and he's like trying to be cool. Um, I'd rather talk is, about Post Malone than the Boston Red Sox any day. So, when are you gonna get your face tattoos, bro? Yeah. When am I gonna get my face tattoos? teardrop with the boston logo in it boston <laughs> yankee logo the, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that would be a good one or actually. just a, a, it's the eye black <laughs> yeah the sock that's the perfect yeah just a sock hanging it's like it's, oh did you kill somebody no i'm just a big fan of the <laughs> i already have red sox tattoos my old lady won't let me get any more of those so they're they're not i take it ken great. you're not in the baseball <laughs> no i'm in the baseball are you? okay yeah. who's I your team Florida boy, just right? Just don't care about the Red Sox. Yeah, I mean, so. I'm from Florida, but as you know, Florida really didn't, you know, doesn't have, uh, I would say, the the best sports teams. Um, growing up, I mean, I've been here going on 20 years now, but growing up, uh, we were always Orioles fans because of Cal. We were big okay. Cal fans, so Cal and uh, Tony Gwynn were kind of my two favorites. So we're we are uh, we're Orioles fans in my household, so this is all very uh, painful to I, uh, uh, to speak about at the moment. I grew up in <laughs> Pittsburgh, so I focus on football and hockey now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they have the nicest stadium. It is a very nice stadium. Yeah, the Pirates yeah, stadium I mean, is still, awesome. It's beautiful. I, I get we. I don't think we went to any this year, but we usually go to at least one or two games a year. Yeah, it's a great stadium. The way it opens up to the city and the bridges and stuff, like mm-hmm. Oriole Park used mm-hmm. to do before they put that stupid hotel right there. So hmm. in Oriole Park, you could see the Bromo yeah. Tower when oh, it first really? opened. Yeah, it was that. really cool. Again, it's twenty-nine. So you would have been four. Yeah, it's twenty-five years. Twenty-five years of Camden Yards, right? Uh, right? I think it was ninety-four, ninety-six, because they had the the ninety-two All Star game. Because I was went to that All Star okay. game. Yeah, that was three. So. And then I they was, built that after. I was graduating from high school. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> I was on my way to college in 96. I was graduating from diapers. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. This is very generational yeah. then. Yeah. I like this. Yeah, because 96, I was, oof. I don't know what I was doing when I was in Signing up for follow, Medicare. Following a band <laughs> around in tie-dye. <laughs> No, because that was the year after Jerry died, so oh, okay. I wouldn't have been. Doing he was that. still in mourning, so you no, didn't. Still in mourning. Yeah. yeah, that was more like the eighties. So did you move on seven. to fish at that point? Yes, or were you actually. Already, okay. Yes, actually, that's true. Ninety yeah, ninety six was probably the first fish show. So you're right. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> they were banned. At, the Grateful Dead was banned from Pittsburgh for a long time. Really? Yeah. I don't why? know why. Uh, there's some probably happened. the late probably the late nine the ni- mid nineties things when there was all kinds of issues. It was sometime around then. then what, they just made drug a big related deal. stuff. Yeah, I think so. I mean, then that I hasn't mean, changed. It's just culture has changed around that. Well, they made a big deal like right before he died. They, they I think they did one last concert in Pittsburgh. I hmm. just remember there being a big yeah. Deal that was on a, the that news. was a bad tour. That was like that ninety five tour where the person got hit by lightning and at RFK. 
then there was um, the thing at Alpine Valley where people rushed the um, fence and like tore the fence down and everybody came in and stuff. So that was a bad tour. So that that makes sense. That f- fits right in for that whole tour. I don't listen to the death. No, I listen to Post Malone, bringing this all the way around. Uh, bad hip hop. Um, and I got to squeeze a name out of the new Kanye West Lil Pump song, uh, but it's just so expletive. I don't um, like Kanye West. The new one's really good. No, no, neither. No. I think it's, uh, there's a line like in there. I don't like him. I don't like his music. You're going to love Lil like... Pump then. He's great. He's like <laughs> Post Malone with the face tattoos and the colors and whatever. Um, yeah, he has a line in there that says, your boyfriend is a dork, McLovin. I think that's going to be a beer coming up soon. Your um, boyfriend is a dork? Or, or McLovin. Mc- yeah. I can't sing the rest of the song. It's really bad. Yeah, uh, let's avoid that. Anyways, Post Malone, three beers, releases. <laughs> we're doing another one the day before Thanksgiving, which is a pretty big day at Peabody Heights. And, and this time we're doing uh, – we do the Peabody IPAs that are always uh, – um, what is that movie that we – Mighty Ducks. We were talking about this last time. Mighty Ducks themed. Oh, yeah, and this, this one's called Cake Eater. Um, which is going to have uh, house-made uh, vanilla extract and, and sprinkles and 10 pounds of sprinkles. Are you a fan of that obscure movie, Ken? No, I've never it's seen it. You're 100 <laughs> years old. Stop pointing to the other 100-year-old person and saying, oh, do you not get this thing that was really popular with teenagers in the 90s? No, I, my, I my wanna, brother brother may. Wait, my I want to know may about the house-made right. vanilla. I was a teenager in the 90s. So what were you watching? I don't know. I was outside doing what stuff. What were you watching, Chris? Yeah, Chris. What Tell were us. you watching? <laughs> Scrambled Cinemax. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, kind of where I was going with that. Um, that's what I figured. So I would just, I um, just would want to follow you. Down. Uh, follow me in the darkness. Um, um, I don't know. I was probably watching better stuff. Actually, you know what? I, <laughs> I was watching. I, I don't know what years any of these came out. Billy Madison. Those came that, out. That's, and a, great, that's a great movie. I watched um, all those. Yeah. And um, I loved the Scream movies. Hmm. I think those hmm. were all in early 2000s. It's got to be okay. 99, 2000. Happy Gilmore. Those yeah, are, yeah. Those, um, I enjoy those. The Nightmare on Elm Street mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. I enjoyed That was those. like a little too old for me and terrifying. But I looking back, it's, it's still terrifying. Cheesy. The, no, the body gets sucked in the bed and the blood goes yeah. spraying all over the place. I um, I came. Remember, I was just talking to someone about those recently, and so then it reminded me of the Dokken music video. That was a band from back oh, then. Oh Jesus! <laughs> and, <laughs> At least rock rem- bands still exist. <laughs> I, remember, I I remember them having an awesome music video for the movie. Is so I went and searched YouTube for said awesome music video, and I had horrible taste as a teenager. It was not awesome, even a little bit. I had great taste. Smash Mouth, you know, <laughs> Chumbawamba. <laughs> yeah. Um, I still listen to music from when I was a teenager. I've, I've reached that point at the ripe old age of twenty nine of being too old to listen to new music. Where people come up to me like. In, if, if I've been listening to a band for 20 years, I still, I'll listen to their new music. But I have no room in my brain for any new music. Someone's like, oh, you'd really like this. I'm like, no, I really wouldn't. <laughs> it's, it's full. Yeah. Well, my wife's, um, and I, I'm sure it was just like when, when I was a teenager, we all thought like we discovered Led Zeppelin. 
Like sure. <laughs> and but still today, teenagers think that any yeah, band hot topic they, still sells those t-shirts. Yeah, the same they, exact ones from the same tours. So um, my wife's a high school teacher, mm. and she walked by a, a kid who um, had a Kurt Cobain quote on on their folder, and she was like, "Oh, do you like Nirvana?" And the kid was like, "You know who who Kurt Cobain is?" She was like, "Yeah, I listened to him when he was alive." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a. Uh... Never mind. Yeah, we'll, we'll change the subject. Um, <laughs> let's go back to making fun of Rob. <laughs> Bring it on, boys. Bring it on. So, okay, back to the strawberry beer. Did uh-huh. you use strawberries or strawberry flavoring? Flavor. Good. Yeah. So that's Strawberries the only, don't lead yeah, to anything, really. That is the only fruit beer that I, I'm happy when it's a flavoring used instead of... But you use the, the flavoring from Getz, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. That they they gave us. We actually blended with one other thing that we had in house. Um, but uh, he was talking about house made vanilla that we use. We've used that in a couple different beers. But that's just um, basically use a high uh, grain neutral spirit, and then we got six hundred dollars worth of vanilla beans, which is not very many vanilla beans. Uh, and I sliced them open with a razor blade and pulled them apart and soaked them in a carboy, and it just has like a really round vanilla flavor, which is cool. It helps. Um, it helps stay away from the the cheesier aspects of vanilla extract, um, but actually the Getz vanilla extract is is amazing. Like it smells and tastes just like the cream from the the uh, oh, nice. candy. It's awesome. So, but I feel like that sh- strawberry is the only flavor that definitely with beer it needs to be the flavoring and not the fruit. Because there's a couple of them. I feel like especially with berries, they're you know high high water. Like that. Yeah, high water concentration, and then uh, it's just sugar and water in in the berry. And so when you put that in the beer, that just, just ferments. Disappears yeah, yeah, so it ferments, and you're left with little. There's, you know, there's. I'd have to bother them and ask them how they did it, but Wet City is a bar in Baltimore City that that has a really great craft beer lineup, and we should have Bullseye on there soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had when they were home brewing still, or, or on the verge of it, they have a new uh, two barrel system that they're brewing on, which is really cool. They had their new. Uh, called Little Woozy is their new uh, pale ale that came out. Um, they also embraced the the hip hop influence. We had a collaboration with them called Trap 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 Trap, which is the hook off of a Rick Ross song. I know, I remember. And uh, but anyways, they had I'm a not strawberry so old that I forget from I mean, a month ago. You'll get there. Uh, <laughs> and they had a Brett beer that was like um, that was aged for like over a year and it had tons of strawberries in it, and it tasted like strawberries. Like I don't know. It's funny because with Bertanomyces, they, that can rip apart carbohydrates and really complex sugars that normal Saccharomyces yeast can't do in beer. And so you'd think that if you put something that was that normally ferments out in a sack fermentation in with bread, it would tear it apart. But for some reason, had this like gummy, like a Welch's strawberry, like made your mouth water, like strawberry tart, huh. tart sweet thing going on. Uh, that was that was really cool, and, and that uh, was made without flavoring. Yeah, it was just straight wow, strawberries. Cool. Yeah, they, and you got with sour beers, you got to use excessive amounts ten, mm. you know, like ten pounds per barrel or something like that. Uh, but I'd be curious to see how that comes out. We did a cranberry beer that's coming out this week called Witty and Pink. Last week, yeah, coming. It's it's in stores week. now. Is what it's basically <laughs> what I'm getting at. You can get, you can pick it up at Whitey's. Um, <laughs> we did this beer in the fall called Witty and Pink, and this year's batch is better than ever. We did a it's a straight wit beer. Um, and then we did uh, like 460 pounds of cranberry puree, um, which is 
crazy. The color of it is really, really pretty, uh, especially in a wit beer. If you think like Blue Moon or something like that, it's a kind of pale, hazy on its own. Then you add add pink like to that. It just comes out to this like blush, like kind of makeup colored pink, um, which is fun. It's just a great. It's influenced by um, Ephemir um, by uh, what's the Canadian Unibrow. Unibrow. Yeah. Um, they make one called Ephemir which is a, uh, just a wit beer, but they do it a couple different ways throughout the year. They do a cranberry one, and that one's like, oh, it's got a place in my heart that I really love around Thanksgiving, like cranberry beer. So, Is that is cranberry beer, when you use cranberries, is it less sugars than, than the strawberry Still would be? Still a so lot you don't, of sugar, you don't, but yeah. But, you don't, but the flavor doesn't fade as much, right? No. Like strawberries? Yeah, yeah. It, it's just so much tartness and acidity right. and... and um, yeah, the, the big way that we measure when we're using a puree in beer, um, they measure it in bricks, which is just the, the the density of sugar in that puree. And different things have different levels of bricks. So if you're using, um, excuse me, uh, guava, you know, there's not a ton of sugar. There's a ton of sugar in a guava fruit, but, like, there's a lot of water too. So um, but versus using, uh, like, a berry or a raspberry or something, it's just tons and tons of sugar, which makes a lot of fermentables. Um, there's a lot of different outcomes depending upon how you use the sugar, but with the cranberry, um, there is a lot of sugar. It kicks right into fermentation when you when you put it in there. But it is a it's a fun ingredient. It's crazy. It's super tart. It's it's kind of dry. You know, right. it, with the added alcohol from the fermentation, the tartness from the fruit, um, and and just you know, no matter how much heft you had in that body before, it just kind of thins it out a little bit. Do you use cool. them dried? No, or? we use puree. So oh, it comes in puree. comes in um, a drum from Oregon fruit um, fruit for brewing. Uh, that's kind of the industry standard for fruit because they uh, they have a truly uh, aseptic finished puree, which means there's nothing in it. It's it's not going to infect your beer or anything. So they send it to us in these giant totes. There's a local Frederick company now that also has the same aseptic stuff. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Aseptic, no sugar. Do you know the name? Yeah, Araza fruit fruit purees. Cool. I can give you their contact information. I, where we're I done. love it. We you know <coughs> we try to save a ton of money on shipping. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, sending 500 pounds of puree from wherever they're housing it is, I think BSG carries most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Yeah, their warehouse is in Frederick. Very cool. Yeah, I'd be interested in that. We're always trying to use something local, but it's it, it's like we were having it. We were at the BAM meeting. Um, I don't think you guys were there, but we were at the BAM meeting at uh, Sapwood Cellars in Columbia last week, and everyone's like, what do you expect from BAM? It's kind of like a vision casting thing. We were talking about politics and all of the – craziness that happened last year and how we're going to try and move forward from that this year and um hopefully you avoid getting threatened with gun violence the guy who threatened me with gun violence Derek davis was actually just at a brewery recently <laughs> and he had a really good conversation the way that the that bam talks about it the the brewer was very straightforward with him and said you know and and Derek's quote was that's effed up when he finished explaining the whole thing to him and it's like yeah, Derek. <laughs> That's what we were trying to say last year, but at least oh, it's so like getting he, through him. In a way that he agreed with yeah. the... Yeah, yeah. Oh. So, so when cool. he lets the personal vind- vindictiveness go aside, he yeah. can see... I think they're still all uh, really hurt um, yeah. by the 2017 thing, and then 2018 we went really hard uh, trying to do sweeping reform, and that's just not how things happen in politics and specifically in Maryland. And so uh, Bam kind of said, you know, we... That wasn't BAM. That wasn't BAM that did that. That was the uh, comptroller, and I really appreciated what the comptroller did, and I think he brought a lot of um, uh, eyes to the to the problems that we have in the brewing industry, but BAM's approach is a little bit more steady. Yeah. And uh, so steadily we're going to work It definitely work brought that. awareness to it. There mm-hmm. are people who 
aren't part of craft beer culture no. that suddenly became aware of the issues. Yeah, and we heard from uh, Craft Pack, which is the um, the pack that uh, uh, helps Texan brewers, and they kind of got their butts handed to them last year. Um, and uh, Big Beer kind of came in and kicked them in the butt the same way that they've you know attempted to do in Maryland and have been successful in the past. And they, they had some really good suggestions for us moving forward. And one of the things that, um, you know, using this platform, I'll just say it, uh, one of the things that we we lost track of during all of that was kind of the hate speech that was coming out of the consumer base, and rightfully so. So we had um, undereducated legislators um, making the wrong decision uh, because they didn't know, right? And so, but then th- there became like this attack on those people. Some of them are intentional. We're not going to undermine that. Um, some of the people designing this legislation are doing it intentionally to hurt the brewing industry. The people who are voting on it generally Probably have no just idea. don't know, yeah. right? Yeah. So I, I specifically think of our legislator uh, down in down where Peabody Heights is, and and we called her and we said, "What the heck? Like, well, how? Why would you sign this? It was unanimous, and how when it passed the house, and she said, "Well, they called us, and they said." The brewers were in on it. The distributors were in on it. Everybody's happy, and, and this is kind of a compromise. And it was the opposite of that. It was mm-hmm. it was slaughter. And uh, But you can't expect her to go down the rabbit hole on every single industry on every single issue. Yeah, we've tried to hit that home a lot last year when mm-hmm. we were talking about it, that, like— Lot that's what lobbyists are for. Right. And the, that's the the value like the value in lobbyists. They know that the, they, they know the way to say it. They know who to talk yeah. to, um, and speaking their language is really important. But one of the things they said was, you know, uh, like you control the message, you know, and not in some like manipulative like um, way, but just in the sense that like last when we needed help, the fans came through, right? Like they came through when we had to meet at Key. Um, Rob was there, you know, when we had to meet at Key because they had passed that bill under the sly in 2017, and and we said we just sent the the uh, bombing alert out to the Facebook fans and everybody in Maryland craft beer drinkers and everything, and they went hard. They made it. They got vocal. They went to the people who were causing this, and and they stopped it. And we were able to work on it in the Senate, which was great. It made it made the news. It made everything, but we didn't get to control the message that was getting sent to the legislators. And so they got a lot of hate Yeah. Um, and some of it fair, some of it unfair, but fair or unfair, nobody wants to be criticized. And, uh, and so that's kind of why we need to control the, just control the, the message in the, in the years coming. And uh, I, I took that away as, as like, kind of like a, it's not about taking anybody's free speech away. It's just like, it's like saying, Hey Rob, uh, it would be really helpful for the brewers if you shared this on Facebook right. and just said, these are our core points, and it's really important that we get these passed, and here's why. And Rob goes, oh, well, that's that makes a lot more sense than, you know, you Well, just, people, yeah. but they, and they were going to get defensive because they Correct. were being attacked by everybody, and that's, you get more fries of sugar than, you know. With bullseyes. Yeah, that's exactly. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, I, that, that totally makes sense. So everything was going to be knee-jerk, well, screw these people. We're not going right. to help them out. And that's so. what 2018 was. A year right. later, it, we had, yeah, we had the same people with their feelings hurt, and... And we're just kind of trying to heal those relationships now. So, but um, going back to that, why we got into that conversation to begin with, they, they, the, focus on lo- <laughs> the, the focus on local ingredients, right? So you said you have a, a new oh, local. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for, the thing is, everyone's like, oh, I want to use local agriculture. I want to use local grain. I want to do this. And, and, and that's great. And when you can do that, you should do that. But there's a reason that we import malt from Germany. It's because it's consistent. It's, it's 
the best. It's you want your end product not to suffer because you use an inferior yeah. product. So you have to vet those things. Um, and that's why everyone uses Oregon fruit products. Is yeah, because they forever and correct. And they're, I've never had an issue with an Oregon fruit product. And plus that's a, in this state, that's a, a lot of that's a smaller industry. It has to gr- that industry has to grow. For sure, like people that you know, people producing malt, people do. I think we're getting our second malt house. That's what they were talking about coming up soon. Yeah, so that'll be great. So that will advance. The farmers will grow more grain. They'll get more consistent with that. And and it's it's kind of the horse before the cart thing in the sense that the the malt houses want to know how much can you use. Ken, tell me how much grain you can use. And you're like, well, I want to know. Is it good? Is it consistent? Can I make the same product I'm making now with that stuff before you just go ahead and sign the life away? But you need them to start that project yeah, so that you can find out that information so that you can move towards a local thing. And, and uh, that's kind of where we're at right now. And I'm sure yeah, I, land is a kind of a premium, too, in Maryland. I mean, there's so much building mm-hmm. that there's not that many places that have that much land that can grow grain. Yeah like that western maryland can would you well i think it's scale and model too i mean we have some phenomenal producers here of you know grain you know um you know the fruit company which i'm I'm interested to to learn about but you know volume is you know we use a ton of grain Mm -hmm. and cost is is a big consideration so as these companies grow and become more efficient and can can compete on price, you know, and we don't, it's not always our consideration, but in order to keep a fair consumer price, I think you have to look at how, how, you know, you're, how much you're paying per pound for in raw the, material. The, the current local ones are also limited on Variety. Uh, the, the amount of yep. malting that Correct. they can do, right? The yep. varying. And, and I think it's uh, dark cloud. Right? Yeah, Dark Cloud's Dark the Cloud. big one. They, they're, they're backlogged, you know, for yeah. the quality. But they're about to expand, like, tenfold, which is great. And that, and, you yeah, know. Because a lot of people are using their mm-hmm. their malt. Yep. Yeah, I know um, Judy's using some of that over at Checker Spot. And then Aaron's uh, from Aaron at Chesapeake Malting. I know they're using some of his stuff. And Independent has been using some of that. So, I mean, we have good providers. And, again, if you're, you know, Distributing the majority of your product product through the tap room, I think it's it's uh, easier to absorb those costs for sure. For sure, yeah. You don't want your um, yeah six the margins pack of for fifty one rye to go or, way up through the just yeah, because yeah. they use local ingredients. There has to be a balance there. Yeah. Um, you know, and and shipping is one of those things. You said that was your first thought was well, you save on shipping, not shipping across the country. That's great. So if we can you know edge that margin based on the location of it, that's even better. So. And you'd be able to market it as local, yeah. which, is, which is not a small. People love yeah. local. Mm-hmm. Regardless of quality. <laughs> well, I mean, some people definitely, I don't They're not agree synonymous. with that. They're uh, not synonymous, is all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so when are uh, Nobo and Sobo coming back? <laughs> and, and how sick of that question are you? Oh, I love the question. Um, <laughs> no, I... We, we, we have it uh, planned for, for early next year, and I think we'll, we'll do it a few times next year. But uh, It was funny. We, I was over there the, after Nobo came out, and I was talking to Matt, and we were talking about the beer and you know what we would change and stuff. And Matt's like, yeah, but we're not going to do it again. And I was like, mm, you're going to do it again. <laughs> just like, and again, and again. <laughs> yeah, and, and then they did Sobo, and it's just, I mean, they're great beers. So yeah. with great beers come fanfare. Fanfare leads to more beer. So. I'm glad they're making more of it. 
I can't remember. I was there for it had to have been a Novo. Novo's nice. twelve ounce. Sobo was sixteen. I don't know if that helps. No, all it helps was Greg was there. Yeah, I, <laughs> from Waverly. Yeah, I think that was Novo, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, Greg, it was, Greg, yeah. Greg. Greg shows up quite a bit. He's around. So, yeah, and the the best part of that was like I had taken. A, I went to take a picture of Greg, and um, Ken like put his hand like to comb his beard. <laughs> And for a while, to the two photos on yeah. on my Facebook page lined up where there was a photo of Brian from Attaboy with his arm <laughs> off screen. So it looked like him reaching into the other pictures, feeling uh, Greg's beard, which probably gives you super powers. It does. Yeah. <laughs> gives you something. <laughs> <laughs> um, so actually, speaking of Greg, we should congratulate – everyone should – congratulate tim for winning the best of the worst competition that's right it was a good time which um you read the review of that you um that you read to read to um us the first time you were on Mm -hmm. uncapped that was a long time ago but yeah so in in fall 2016 we did that beer trumpkin orange and full of shit and uh, i thought it was going to be a short triggered some short joke you know like (laughs) ah this is only going to be for another month or two uh, not true. Uh, <laughs> it's a joke. It keeps on giving. Jokes on me. Uh, yeah, but anyways, we we did that beer, and the internet did not like it. We had people yelping from Ohio or whatever, and so I told that story. And hopefully, uh, Chris Chris recorded the audio, so hopefully we'll hear that as a podcast for him soon. But it will someday. It was uh, it was fun, man. It was fun being up there with Kevin from Union and um, and everybody else. And uh, Kevin is a very good storyteller. Yeah. He's he was a great yeah. I, he would have won if he went right into the kid stuff, but he didn't. We, you had yeah. to pull that out of him. Um, but they have. Well, I don't think that's a narrative that they want to keep rehashing. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's not even because like they did anything wrong. It's just like right. they, it that just got way out of hand and people's yeah. feelings feelings yeah. happened. They, they were like, <laughs> you know, someone was saying they were like in local news in like Georgia or something, you know, or San Antonio, like. Oh, they that that's that's made its way around. Yeah, sure. it was all over the place. Mm-hmm. And Adam was like, "It must have been a slow, you know, news week. Yeah. Uh, Trump must not have tweeted anything yeah. crazy because that's not a big deal. Uh, that should be international news." But yeah, the the, the one woman from um, I forget what that major publication is. She had she had wrote, written a hit piece about Peabody Heights and our kid problem, which oh, is a problem to her and yeah. not to anybody else that's there because of you know who it is. And then she wrote this piece about Union, and she kind of appreciated that idea. But then she went back and said kind things about Peabody in that article um, just because, uh, you know, she's like, there's got – you know, she kind of came to that. There's two two sides to this coin, she, you know, because the first one did not go come across well. She sounded very bitter and upset with her personal problems and <laughs> casting that on to toddlers that are running around the Peabody room. But, uh, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Do you allow kids at Monument City? We do. Um, again, our space is smaller than the than the new union space, so we we don't see as much of it. We yeah. have a big out outside space. Um, you know, it, you know what union did is not much different than what a lot of breweries do. And I think, no, it's I, yeah. I don't understand. I mean, it wasn't a new vitro. thing really. Yeah. It's just they bumped it up it a couple hours. hours mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, and you know, I I think they're very smart about the way they do things and. Um, 
you know, it kind of took off on its own without much prompting from them. So, oh, they, well, they didn't do anything. No, other than no. post their new yeah. policy and yeah. then, which they, isn't really a new policy. Well, I don't the, the change, yeah. yeah, the changing of the hours to their existing policy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what Adam was saying when I was talking to him is that, uh, if nothing else, it it brought this problem that was a problem for union. It's not a problem for Peabody. We have a different. We have a different style of operating a tasting room. We have kids' toys and books and stuff. It's like, um, you know, that Adam said there was a problem, and having just said anything about it, it it did two things. It made the parents wake up and realize that they needed to to take control of the, the situation. Yeah. Um, and he said, and he said, uh, and it also it it, it like. Uh, gave rise to a group of people who hate drinking around children <laughs> to support them even further. So, yeah. it, you know, it's kind of a double win in the sense that they haven't had a problem since. And just saying it, hey, this is a problem, you know, like, and, and people just kind of go, oh, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll help. You know, it wasn't. Oh, it was you. Actually, I think it was you who posted it where it was um, uh, as a parent has become uh, yeah. this... As, <laughs> I can't even remember what I said. Like, as a parent has become this generation. Oh, I said... I'm not racist, yeah, but... Yeah, I'm not racist, but... Because um, <laughs> just reading those union comments was just like, as a parent, and then it'd be like, attack the people whose kids were being bad, or it'd be, as a parent, I would never bring my child to yeah. a drinking but establishment. those are always like, the people that are probably the most guilty. Right. Well, <laughs> I, I don't know why they feel like they need to... Say anything if you're not. But part that's of the, the problem. internet nowadays, anyway. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you say. Right. I mean, somebody's gonna have an issue. So. Whatever. As a parent, I don't take my kids to breweries. As a parent, I heard you as a parent complaining <laughs> that you couldn't go to Attaboy with your child. Can't bring my kid in here. Back in the day. Oh yeah. Well, no, it wasn't that. I. You got kicked out. You're, yeah. You're um. <clears throat> you're misconstruing mix, misconstruing the complaint. Mm. It was more framed just to give Brian a hard time about something gotcha. than to actually care. Because mm. I didn't want to really drink there. I was just going into... <laughs> I kid, what? I kid. Oh no, I it was, it he's was, like, I'm not. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm not gonna drink their beer. <laughs> I'm just here to harass you about children. Well, no, it was, it was when they first opened, and it Frederick wasn't their policy. Allow, yeah. It was against the law. Frederick didn't Frederick, allow it. Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, I don't know if it was explicitly. I think not it was no one under that's, 21. That's, that's changed because I actually yes. they we, they got it changed yeah. because shortly really, after, yeah, like a month. Yeah, sure, which was surprising mm-hmm. how quickly like they actually acted on it. But yeah, when they first opened, I don't know if it was pointed out to them or they just saw that. Mm-hmm. Um, Read about it, yeah. And they so they were currently working with the local um, liquor mm-hmm. control board to have in the count. I think it was the county government had to change it uh, to allow kids. So like when they first opened, I can, I went in there with my like carrying my she would have been like one at the time just to like say hi and congratulate them and and Brian came and told me to get out. Brian was like, "Leave your infant in the car, sir. Yeah. Leave them leave them in the car where yeah. they're safe." Yeah, it's ironic because they have two babies now. Um, yeah, being the brewery that they couldn't even have have any kids. But. Well, that, and that was one of the things like they they were saying too is because they like they had a baby at that time mm-hmm. too and they were. They they could have him anywhere in the back where it was dangerous. In the production area, yeah. <laughs> but, but Hang out by could, these this caustic yeah, drum. But, but not allowed to bring him into the tasting room. Yeah, that's funny. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so 
if I guess if he would if he would have read some of those, although I don't know if they received any reviews. I mean, around that, mine they probably weren't. Had re- to. I guess mine was a Yelp. You know, like it, it was, was left as a review. Yeah, we got an email. That was the real George Soros at Hotmail dot com. Yeah. Uh, partisan beer shit was the title of the email. <laughs> um, yeah, that uh, that was funny, man. I, I think I think that also kind of like I kind of mixed media did it. it was two Yelp reviews in an email. I think that's a cool way to do it too, because yeah. then I also stayed on the same concept, the same story thread through the whole thing, versus other people having to go. Uh, and Yelp I also, um, I think places that focused on Yelp or TripAdvisor or you get a bigger story. Speaking speaking of Attaboy, they have an amazing TripAdvisor one really? that that Carly showed me uh, um, when I had shared out the event. Yeah, it's great. They just go through and tear absolutely everything about the place apart. <laughs> Like, the, they didn't like the floor, the chairs, nothing about it. Um, but the people who uh, leave reviews on – can you move your phone over? It's That's Cousins. Yeah, cool. Thank you. Sorry. Um, they, they put a lot of effort into their negativity. Like, it's yeah, not yeah, just like creative. a – it's not just like, oh, this sucks. They, that, they write paragraphs right. about how bad you are. That's how I felt about the Mr. George Soros. Uh, I Googled that. That is not a surname. Like, people do not have that <laughs> as last name. Um, just to be sure. I did but the like, research and verified. But, like, I had posted. Did you contents a cen- contact the census? Yeah, I'll do that. Um, I, I had posted it on Reddit, right, the beer name, okay? And from Reddit, that person saw it found that it was being poured at Peabody Heights. It's a Gunda beer, yeah. okay? That it was being poured at Peabody Heights, went to the Peabody Heights website, and if you've ever been there, it is horrible. It's better now, actually, but it was, it, you could not navigate it. Found the events email, went to Hotmail, created a troll <laughs> Hotmail account, then drafted an email and sent it off to, to them. Uh, just, I don't know, just that's a lot, man. That's like a lot of hate. That's a lot of work to do just to be a jerk. I wonder if that person's still that motivated about Trump jokes. Like after having been just beat down with them, like SNL skits. At this skits point, they've and probably like, given up. Yeah. <laughs> or they're really busy sending angry yeah, emails. Yeah, think about how many email addresses. I wonder, I should email them. Yeah. <laughs> do me a favor. Somebody, Check in with them. Somebody send George Soros at hotmail.com. That's spelled <laughs> phonetically. Uh, an email and just see if he's still out there. <laughs> I want to hear from other businesses that get trolled by this this person, but... So yes, at at some point the um, audio that will be released as cool. a podcast because it was hilarious. It was fun. Did you have a Ken? Did you have a good one that you were going to read that night? Because you could, you guys were originally on the. Yeah, I, I heard we were on the list. You so were, maybe, I, they, maybe I, they just assumed we had a bad one or two. I'm not. <laughs> I sure. I pointed out several times throughout the night that you didn't show up. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. You know, I, I'll blame uh, Dave. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, there's one that comes to mind. Um, it was a review of, um, Sobo and it was done at another brewery of which I will not mention. Um, and so the, a, a brewery employee, uh, I, I'm assuming, um, awesome. And, uh, I think they gave it a, a point two. Five. Oh, I think you read this to you. when you yeah. were on, and I, I figured yeah. I f- you gave enough information that time that I figured out who it was, yeah. and now I don't remember. Damn it. I think they were really upset that uh, I don't know what the rating is, but they thought it should not be that high, and so <laughs> they gave it. A they point, wanted to even it out. They gave it a point two five and said, that, you know, 
some not not nice things about it, but uh, we we kind of chuckle. We don't pay too much attention to it. I mean, although my brother and I, when we feel good about ourselves, we'll read a few and then brings us back to kind of reality. <laughs> um, but uh, that that's the one. I mean, there's all kinds as far as some reviews about the place. Uh, you know, we don't have AC, so it's seasonal. Well, we have heat. We just don't turn it on until we really need to. Um, they're, they're like, so their we, brewery is just like a really stern dad. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's, right. that's exactly right. You must know my father. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's seasonal in nature, obviously. You know, you know, we, uh, it's too hot in here or, you know, that, those types of things. It's but, a warehouse. Uh, it's a it brewery. Is, it is a warehouse. I mean, we don't do... We're not open that much, but uh, well, I remember the it first, is awesome though. Regardless, the, the, the of first texture. the first time I went there, I was at Whitey's, and Rob told me that it was a good day to go to Monument. <laughs> <laughs> because it was it was in it was in like July or early August, yeah. but it was like a real mild day, like it was only it was seventy like 60, or something. Yeah, sixty four. And, and, and Rob was like, well, "It's nice out. It's not too hot outside now, so you should probably go to Monument." That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 good advice. Yeah. So, but no, I mean, like everyone, we get, we get some here or there, but that's the one that sticks out to me just because it was at another brewery and brewers are usually pretty good about not commenting. Just don't, just don't. You just don't because, uh, if you're not, if it's not five stars, you shouldn't be posting if you're a professional. That's right. Um, that's just rude. If you have something negative to say about it, you call Matt and tell him, Hey man, your beer sucks. You know, like (laughs) do better. Um, and if it, you know, if it was on, um, you know, like the brown ale. You know, brown ale is not a, a sexy beer, although we love it. Um, I could get it, but you know, something like you know, one of those beers that, in general, gets pretty good yeah. good feedback. Uh, we kind of found it funny. Yeah, I did have. Um, so out of that last story, I made a beer called "Don't Feed the Trolls," which we've talked about before, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, that was because Eddie, Eddie was sitting at the computer reading me that email from George, our good friend George, and. Uh, and what's, I said, "What's that email address again?" George Soras at hotmail dot com, um, and uh, <laughs> I, I, I promoted him about ten times now before any of our Instagram accounts or anything. Um, but anyways, so I made "Don't Feed the Trolls" because I said to Eddie, Man, "Don't respond, don't feed the trolls." And then there was somebody on uh, one of the internet groups that literally, uh, I don't know where they were. They were on the side of a highway, and they had opened a can of of trolls, and they had drank it, and they were like, "This is garbage." And they yeah. were they were drain pouring it, which is an internet thing that people pour beer down the drain to make a point that it's so bad that they won't even drink it. Um, and they were drain pouring it into like a sewer drain along the side of what looked like a, a throughway, you know, or I don't know what you guys call those down here, the paid highways. Um, and it's like, <laughs> what do you call it? Because <laughs> it varies by region. It does. No, we call it the 90 in Syracuse. Because it's round. Right, the West, na- Western is the 90. Western New York is a 90. We call it the thruway. And then when it gets over there, they call it, what do they call Mass it? Mass Pike. Yeah, it's up in Pennsylvania. They're all pikes. Yeah, it's yeah. like Pennsylvania Turnpike, but like yeah, turnpike. 90 that goes that way mm-hmm. in, from. It starts in Buffalo. Yeah, it goes all the way into Boston. That's mm-hmm. the Mass Pike. Right. So, so it's it is Mass state turnpike. by state. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, there's no interstates in Florida. Um, there's not. We just walk everywhere. They have 95. We just walk everywhere. But they had poured that beer out, and it's just like you don't—you missed it. Like it's called "Don't Feed the Trolls." It's a response to trolling, and you're trolling using that beer. It's either like some version of Inception, you know, like right. of like trolling, 
um, or you're just dumb and you missed it. So three levels down, planted like, the idea. So yeah, now yeah. you should make a beer to react to them trolling your mm-hmm. don't troll beer that was reacting to the. But now they know that I know, and so now it encourages it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it could just be just like a perpetual motion like machine. Yeah. Where that's a good one. Also, I'm out of bad reviews, so I'm gonna need some before next year's uh, beer week. I can work on. Why don't we just write them up anyway? (laughs) (laughs) Just do me a favor, keep it off the internet. Just write it on a piece of paper. Yeah, we'll make them up for you. You suck, and then just (laughs) hand them to me at different points in my life. That's from now on. Every time I see you, I'm just gonna walk up to you with a piece of paper. paper. You suck. It's it's got beer caps, and there's only like half of one colored in. Quarter. Quarter star. You don't get a half. <clears throat> Not that good. Not that good. Do you? You're on uncapped, right? Untapped, whatever the hell yeah. it is. This yeah. Is, this do you is rate when you? No. I don't have. I don't usually rate. If I do, if I check into something, I don't rate it. But I, I rarely use it anymore. Yeah, I usually do like three, five, and above. I'm, like, I was going through and just rating everything a five, um, and then someone told me if your account does that, then they don't. They don't register it. Yeah, that hmm. they they stop giving your ratings much credence. So I was like, well, forget that. I'm I just stopped rating. Me. Like, I mean, I get it. People, beer fans are gonna be like, how could you do that? Or like, what? It's just yeah. But if you're for, in the for business, me, I'm a, it's a little yeah. bit different. You right. can't really yeah. be like writing the beers are too. Like, there's a place in mm-hmm. Virginia Beach that we used to buy beer at, and they put all the rate beer reviews hmm. all, all under every package, right? Yeah. Which is cool, except for the fact that you'll have a 32 next to, like, a 95. And you're like, who's going to buy the 32? Yeah. You know, it, right. didn't, it never made any sense to me. It's like, why would you do that? It's got to be killing your business. Like, it doesn't look anything special. Yeah, it looks awful. It's just getting no, old. Yeah. I did leave one negative review since I've started this. Was, it, was it for Guinness? No. Oh. It was for uh, – <laughs> it, it was when Graham and I went to OC Brewing. Oh, yeah, but everybody does that. That was – everybody was giving that. I never heard one good thing about that place. I didn't feel bad about that. Well, they sold. Do you know who bought them? Iron, Independent bought them. Independent is they called rebranded. Iron Weed. Iron or, weed. Yeah. I have some of their stuff on draft at the store. Mm-hmm. I would assume that it's much better now. Yes. Cool. Um, so what else, what else does Monument – do you have anything coming up soon? So yeah. you have Nobo and Sobo early next year. We have our uh, Wood Stove Imperial Stout comes out in, I think, 10 days. So that we're pretty stoked about. Um, Doing cans? Cans, cans and draft. And, you know, we've <laughs> we've been pretty limited on tank space this year. So kind of our seasonals haven't really been seasonals. It's been kind of one and done. Although this one we're going to run a few months. Because so. that's a very popular beer for you, right? Yeah, we, we get... Uh, <coughs> we get decent reception from it, so we're we're happy, and we're. Is got, there a barrel you're putting it some in? Agent, yeah, so yeah, thank you. So we're uh, we've got ten barrels that were, or, I'm sorry, so ten uh, bourbon barrels that we're going to age, and then December next year we'll break those out nice. when we oh, nice. come back out with wood stove. So that we're pretty stoked about. Um, you know, just kind of focusing on kind of our core beers plus you know, some seasonals and one-offs here and there. So they did a really cool uh, sour with uh, remind me the people from Hex, right? Yeah, we did a. Uh, 
it was just it was a really low ABV sour, but we used. Have you ever had Hex ferments? Mm, they have kombucha um, and they do some amazing krauts and and kimchi yeah. and, and things like that. Um, really fun people, but we were drinking their butterfly lime kombucha and thought it was just a pretty, you know, you know, looking uh, kombucha. It's beautiful. It's purple. So we oh, used nice. we used the butterfly pea flower and some honey and, and you know tried to mirror the design of that working with them um, and it came out this really you know, vibrant purple uh, really cool kind of lime up front and then this nice kind of herbal earthy mm-hmm. tea flavor at the end which was nice so is that draft only no no mm-hmm. we put that in cans but that yeah I have some at the store yeah, yeah. what's the name of it again chrysalis chrysalis yeah. it's really good what's the name of the store. Whitey's. Okay. <laughs> 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 and Tim, you, before we were starting, you were saying you're going to do a um, day before Thanksgiving release again. Yeah, that's the year? triple release we were yeah. talking about. I didn't did we, get through any of that. But was, did we do that before or after we started recording? Both. Yeah. We, Post Malone beer. That's right. Yeah. Sprinkles. <clears throat> I don't know where but that he, went. But you sprinkles didn't talk or Jimmy's. About, sprinkles. You know what they call them in Ireland? I learned this on my honeymoon. Hundreds and thousands. Really? Oh. Really cool. I don't That's know cool. That was so yeah. loud. <laughs> That's really cool. You should know better by this point. Um, the, so, yeah, we're doing Cake Eater, which is the um, the Mighty Ducks theme. It's the it's what they call the rich kid from uh, from when he joins the team's Cake Eater. But this that the, that's that house-made vanilla. You're obscure. Uh, <laughs> and uh, house-made vanilla and sprinkles. And then we're doing post nice. this time is maple pecan. Uh, which would be great for Thanksgiving. Um, and then the Gunda beer, we're bringing back OG, um, if you guys have which had that before. I have. We've multiple, done Galaxy. We've had Galaxy, we've done Vic Secret, and this one's Vic Secret and Mosaic. Nice. So that'd be cool. That should be good. Yeah. The last one was Vic Secret, right? I think so. I think that was the big run. Yeah. Cans. But we're doing that, and we we have a – Peabody has a new um, monthly uh, double IPA that we're doing. We just got a bunch of smaller tanks, so we're able to flex and do some cool stuff. And – um, we're doing a series called Double Parked, which is a common occurrence in Baltimore City. It's when someone parks next to another parked car, uh, even though there's a thousand places to park within mm-hmm. a block of there. They do it anyways, and uh, and so this the series is going to be new double IPAs all the time, and it's going to be uh, different cars on the label is going to rotate oh, out cool. too. So that'll be cool. Look for that. Um, I think it's next Friday, which is this Friday. Yeah, this Friday. It'll be it'll be <laughs> available Friday. in the tasting room in cans, and then it'll hit. You know, we have a pretty nano distribution network, so it'll be Baltimore City mostly. So. I should send some to Frederick. No. Um, Whitey's <laughs> White will get it. Wine Source will get it. Um, a couple other key accounts. Yeah, so. we still have a little bit right of skip base left. Faster yeah. Don's really done well. Yeah, that um, came out again last Monday. <laughs> you guys um, are cranking. Yeah, we're doing a bunch of new stuff. I'm excited. So. Does Whitey's have anything going on coming um, up? What do we have coming up? We have the release which will be after this, so it doesn't matter. Then I have a, a cider festival with Potter Cider, Bold Rock, um, a couple, uh, Charm City Mead will be there, um, a couple smaller cideries that we're doing. That's in November. There's a Dunkin' Donut coffee release. Harpoon? The Harpoon beer. We're doing something with that. When is that coming down here? It's already, it's already, I already sold through my first 15. Is it good? We're getting, it's pretty acidic. They use like um, huh. espresso beans. Uh. It's pretty solid. Like, 
I know you're probably a big coffee drinker, so you're yeah. not like a big Dunks person because Dunks I is pretty I get white trashy in the fall. Right, I get white right. trashy and get that pumpkin. Yeah, yeah so. <laughs> get it regular. Yeah, so like it's definitely a more coffee-oriented, coffee espresso yeah. than their regular coffee. Okay, that's that funny way. because I would have thought they would have done the opposite, gone straight down the middle with something mild. No, it's... Because all their coffee is pretty mild. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Compared exactly. to Starbucks, so, which is always... Right, exactly. It's closer a, to, a, like, you would think a Starbucks... Yeah, yeah, you would think it was closer to a Starbucks mm-hmm. beer. But and what's the base? Is it brown ale or... Stout? Porter. Porter, okay. Yeah. Again, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's really good this year. Cujo. Cujo? I haven't yeah. had it. They use um, Vigilante's cold. I love Vigilante's. Yeah, they're so good. Um, and they changed it to a porter from a stout this year. Okay. Drop the ABV. Yeah, it's only uh, six. Normally, yeah, like ten. It was, yeah, it was like eight or yeah. nine. It was high. Um, but then they had it when it's on nitro. Oh, it's so good. That beer was yeah. always a really solid beer. Yeah, but it's Their dark stuff really has always good been now. my favorite. The Pearl Necklace and Cujo and yeah. We're doing a barley wine too coming up. Um, I forget what the name of it is. Alec named it. It's like grain birds or something because we have all these birds that hang out on our grain truck. Um, that's coming out in the fall. We're doing Sleeping with the Fishies again with the local uh, fish peppers um, from the, uh, what is the restaurant group called? People Woodbury. Of, Woodbury, yeah, there you go. That'll be cool. So Awesome. Oh, that, that worked out. I guess so. We had that little blip in the radar a year ago or two or whatever yeah um, yeah talk about it later (laughs) (laughs) all right gentlemen um thank you for bringing me uh beer and candy and telling uh your story and talking about the red Sox, i guess (laughs) um and thank you everyone for watching and listening cheers oh wait nope pause real quick uh, don't are there pause. any of the, don't pause that's what he meant to yeah. say yeah are there any of those um what are these clean glasses yeah but we have little shot glasses right here that I didn't prepare also um, well we're tell, tell a story Tim why you should follow uh, Gunda Beer on Instagram Twitter and <laughs> Facebook uh, Peabody Heights Brewery on Instagram and Facebook as well as uh, Whitey's and I think it's Monument City Brewing on yes, Instagram, I think that sounds right. Yep. And Whitey's Liquors, uh, if you are interested in whatever else is local and interesting and going on, because Rob's always got the hookup. And the beer guy, yeah. or whatever. Someone from a MVP different podcast. Uh, this one's got color. Is this barrel aged? Oh yeah, this is this is slightly better than the one you okay. originally got to try. I have a new show coming out too with the... a buddy of mine, so you guys can check out. What Just, is it called? It's called Beer Centrics. Sweet. It's, he just posted it on Indiegogo for fundraising for it. Sweet. So yeah, that that's going to be pretty exciting. We did the first one about skip base. Have you going to try this yet? Hmm. No, I can't it's... remember if I had it when. So this is a um, chocolate sing, malt, single malt whiskey, twenty five percent chocolate malt, um, and it's vapor infused with UK Goldings and Meridian hops. This oh, is yeah. your thing, right? Yeah, yeah McClintock. McClintock. Made it with McClintock. I got to get over there, man. Should Maybe next year awesome. after the Frederick Festival. Because they're right across the creek. Yep, right yeah. down the hill. Yeah, we but. stock their stuff now. He was into, um, a couple weeks ago doing tasting. Those gins are killer, too. The gin is really good. All right, so now I will thank you guys for coming in. Thank everyone for watching, listening, and cheers. 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 Touching awkwardly plastic <laughs> cups that are smaller than my thumb. Mm. Chocolate's really popping. 
The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook, and if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening. <laughs>